Sports SA, Toby Pink, not far away. All thanks to Mate. Fair dinkum internet without the fuss. Score a mobile deal as good as it can get. We're talking Mate and Henley's new home designs with drop prices. All the luxuries are now seven-star energy efficiency. Well, the Redbacks have had a wonderful day too. They're in the box seat and he need four more wickets to wrap up a, an outright victory and a man on the spot. He's one of Fox Sports' best too, is Laurie Colliver. And he joins us now. Hi, Loz. Well done, Dan. Listeners, good to report some good news on the boys. It's uh, been an exciting day, and they're four wickets away from their first four-day win for the season. Yeah, Laurie, it's a Mac show. McSweeney, McAndrew, it's been amazing. The one with the bat, one with the ball. Oh, mate. Um, McSweeney on the first day batted well, guts it out for 64. Brought up his 100 today in amazing fashion. He was 72 when the ninth wicket fell, and then just went bang, 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 28 off and over, and brings up the 100. And McAndrew, as you said, uh, five wickets yesterday bowled really, really well. And again today, probably carrying a bit of a, a bit of a back or a hip problem, comes in twelve overs, four for nineteen. Match figures so far nine for sixty-one. It's been unbelievable. Great performance and uh, gives us something to cheer about for a change, doesn't it? It does, and that is incredible figures. It must have just uh, the second last ball of the day when he got Daniel Hughes. So it must have just taken all of the hope from New South Wales getting Hughes, who was on 58 at the time, but now with just four wickets to remain, it looks like it's nearly done and dusted. Well, it was a bit going on late in the day. Uh, there's a bit of uh, carry-on with uh, Hughes when he was in the 40s, and uh, there's a bit of chirp coming from behind the stumps from Harry Nielsen and maybe some of the slip fielders. Uh, the game was stopped at one stage. Daniel Hughes was sort of pointing his bat. There have been a couple of uh, LBW decisions that went against New South Wales. Jason Sanger giving out LBW to Conway when it looked like it was doing too much and a little bit high. And uh, Jilks looked to be outside the line of off stump when Agar uh, had him leg before. So Redback seeing a few decisions go their way as well. And uh, there was certainly a bit of noise and a bit of action. And then when McAndrew found the edge of Hughes' bat, as you say, off the second last ball of the day, it was really icing on the cake for what was a... A great day for the team. They had the battle early with the bat. New South Wales bowled well in the morning session. And, uh, you know, McSweeney and others guts it out well and got that lead up over 320. And now they're all set for the first six points in summer. And a bit more juice in the wicket. Uh, nice to see. It's been this Adelaide over, wasn't it, Loz? Yeah, and the drop-ins have been good. You know, Karen Rolton was excellent. It didn't provide an excellent result for the home team, but the match moved quickly and... Uh, we're going to have a result inside four days here as well. So very encouraging. Full marks for first, you know, Trent Kelly down at Rolton Oval in this game at Adelaide Oval. We've seen uh, the bowlers have the advantage, it seemed, with the, the old ball as well as the new. And uh, look, the good players are still getting runs and the good bowlers are taking wickets. And the catching, too, from South Australia has been very, very good. You know, yesterday, uh, Ben Menendez's catch was a beauty uh, at second slip to dismiss Hughes. And then... Jake Lehman took a blind at third slip to get rid of Curtis Patterson. So the chances are being created and they're being taken and that's why the Redbacks are well on top in this game. Laurie, how do you rate the South Australian squad? We've been down the bottom for quite a while now and we look at some of the other yeah. teams. I know the, I know the main players are, are playing in the World Cup, but uh, yeah. have we got a reasonable squad now, you think, with Gillespie to work with? Well, there's plenty of bowling. Um, obviously, a few injury concerns surrounding Jordan Buckingham. Brendan Doggett and uh, Spencer Johnson sort of back, but got a bit of a hamstring at the moment. So luckily they've got plenty of bowling depth. Batting-wise, I still think we're a bit thin. There's still a few questions over Kelvin Smith. He batted well yesterday for his 31. Henry Hunt's a bit out of sorts in four-day cricket. He's getting runs in Marsh Cup, as is Daniel Drew, who's still technically a little bit of a concern. But, you know, guts it out well today, I thought, against some tight bowling. He's got a, a couple of 20s in the game. So I think the batting's still a bit on the thin side, but they've made enough runs in this game to, to get enough to be in front and uh, 
look, 500 in the match, 290 and 210 is going to be enough, I think. And, uh, you know, I've got another home game against WA in a bit over a week. That's going to be another great test for them against one of the real powerhouses of the competition. So I think, uh, you know, we've found out this game they're up to it. Your uh, next game is going to be a bit tougher against WA. So in between now and that next game, Laurie, we take on New South Wales in the Marsh Cup, the List A. Uh, it's now known as the One Day Cup. So we are no wins, though, from the three games so far. We've obviously got done by WA Tassie and a no result against Queensland. So a big match yeah. against New South Wales on Friday. Yeah, well, I think given the nature of WA's form in the format, you can get in with probably three or four wins, depending on... Um, you know, how you go. I think it's a seven-match seven comp this season. So they've really got to win the game. Nathan Lyon's apparently going to be back for the Blues, so they'll stiffen the opposition up. Uh, they've made plenty of runs, as we all know. I mean, the game in Brisbane against Western Australia, they made over, I think it was about 350. And again, at Karen Rolton got a big score. So it's going to hinge on the likes of Fraser McGurk and Jake Lehman and others, isn't it? But the bowling's got to improve. And we had Jason Gillespie on our coverage today on KO, and he said as much that the bowling's really got to improve in the one-day stuff. They seem to be getting the runs. They've just got to make uh, a few better moves with the ball. So we'll see what happens. But four wickets tomorrow, an early finish, and then gung-ho into the one-day on Friday, a day game at 10 o'clock. Laurie, turning the World Cup, a uh, good result for Australia <coughs> last night. They played a lot better. But Alex Carey, what, what's going yeah. on there? He hasn't been making runs he, ever since that uh, incident at Lords. He's he sort of really struggled. What, what do you think's wrong with Alex? Doesn't, he looks a shell of him for himself, and now he's lost his spot, and... Inglis comes in and makes some runs. Well, I think Lords has certainly affected him. And either side of the 90-odd he got, um, he struggled a bit. I thought it was a, a, the wrong decision to drop him for the for the second match, though, against South Africa. I, I just don't think yep. it was the right decision to make after one game in the tournament. Great for Josh Inglis that uh, he's made 50-odd last night and uh, a quick 50 it was to get Australia home comfortably. But didn't keep particularly well. He's dropped a catch in each of the matches. But, you know, you've got to give him a chance now. He's in the side. And uh, I think the Australians were a bit sharper yesterday. Obviously, Sri Lanka got off to a powerful start, none for 120-odd, and then bounced back quickly to knock him over for just over 200. But, yeah, still problems in the side. Uh, I'm just not sure if they know their best team still. And all those matches against South Africa and, and India really haven't done them any good, I don't think. And, uh, well, they've got Pakistan Friday, who will be a tough uh, opposition, certainly tougher than Sri Lanka was. And... Uh, They'll find out really where they are Friday night, I reckon. So, Laurie, you mentioned they don't know their best side. So, Travis Head, they're talking about the availability for not Pakistan Friday, but the next game, which is Netherlands on Wednesday, the 25th of October. When he comes in, does he go to the top? Of, does he go to the top of the order and open? Now, Mitch Marsh made 52 last night. Looked really good. Warner obviously yep. got out pretty cheaply. Does he go to the top, or where does Travis Head come into that lineup? I think he does. I think what may happen is uh, head up with Warner. They might have Marsh. Well, this is what I'd do. I'd have Marsh at three, Lavashane four, Smith at five. They might go Smith three, Lavashane four, Marsh at five. In that way, I don't think it'd be such a bad thing because I think our problem stems from middle overs batting, uh, particularly when we're batting first. I don't think we take the game on enough. And I don't particularly like Lavashane and Smith batting together yeah. in the order. And where Mitchell Marsh can really get stuck into the spinners, and put them off their length. And I think the plans of these Asian teams like India, Pakistan, are to bowl new ball, 10 overs, try and knock a few over, bowl 30 overs a spin in the middle, and then bowl full and straight at the end and try and clean up that way. Mitch Marsh is capable of hitting him out of the attack, whereas Smith and Lavashane play a little bit more conservatively and, and don't uh, hit the ball quite as far as the big bison. Yeah, no, totally agree. So that means that in your order then, you're taking Marcus Stoinis out of the team, is it? So that Travis Head can come yeah. into the top of the order. 
Yeah, I think so. And it gives you flexibility of an extra slow bowler as yep. well. I'm not saying that, you know, Trav's going to bowl overs like Maxwell has, who's been one of the few positives so far in the tournament with the ball. Uh, I think Trav can come in for three or four overs. But, uh, yeah, I think probably Stornis is the one that's going to have to make way. And uh, we'll see what happens after that. Do you reckon they'll make the, the top four? Dan and I were speaking about it. You want to do everything right. Australia can't afford any sort of slip up now. Well, history says they can't make it. Uh, it's happened three times previously where they've lost their first two games and missed the semis. I know in 99, the Kiwis, I think, got in on five and a half wins out of nine games. I think you're going to need at least six wins, and that does not leave a lot of margin for error with six games to come. They're going to have to win pretty much five of those and have a very good net run rate to sneak in. So there's a lot of work to do, but as they say in the Classics, will date one game at a time. We'll see what happens on Friday, and hopefully Trav can get back into that side. I know he had a hit today. Uh, batting against, uh, we had a hit the other day batting against sort of a softball, uh, whatever that means. And he's had a hit today, a proper hit in the net. So hopefully he's uh, back up and about in a week's time for maybe the New Zealand game. We'll have to wait and see. Have you have you seen a lack of energy with the Australians? I mean, not for one twenty-five. I thought they're going to Australia could make three fifty and they'll win the game. They didn't. Uh, and then Cummins, yeah. I thought Cummins showed a, a lot more last night, and then that sort of followed through to the other. But they haven't been. All that energetic, I didn't think, Laurie, in the first you know, couple, even in some of the games against South Africa previous. Oh, I thought against South Africa, they looked really flat. And it, it really annoyed me that they won the toss and fielded in that game in 35-degree heat. I just thought it was right to go out there, bat first, and, and you know, get a big score on the board, which they often have done. I, I'm not sure if Pat Cummins is the smartest cookie captaining, and he hasn't been around a lot lately in that side because Mitch Masters had to captain the side. Thought they again looked a little bit flat last night while Nasanka and Kusil Pereira were going nuts. And, you know, fortunately they knocked over Kusil Mendes and Sadira Samuel Wickarama, who have been in great form for Sri Lanka. And once they sort of knocked them over, they knocked the, the air out of the, the Sri Lankan innings and, and bowled them out for 209. And that's, it was never going to be anywhere yeah. near enough, despite the fact the left arm quick Matashanka bowled really well over, early to knock over Warner and Smith. They were, they were good in the chase. And, and hopefully we'll get them back on track. Laurie, just quickly, uh, Olympics, T20 Olympics, yes or no for you? Why not? Yeah, why not? Hopefully I can get over there for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're thinking That's about why not. <laughs> they do need a scorer. They, of course they do. Hey, Laurie, thanks for that as always. And a few reports for SCN as well. Exactly. <laughs> El Colovo knows everything about cricket down there. And it looks like... Uh, Great to see Redbacks, they need a win, Dan, because they've been in the doldrums for many a year, really, haven't they? 